Hey teachers, and welcome to episode five of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Again, I'm your host, Caitlin Mitchell from the blog and Teachers Pay Teachers Store, EB Academics. Now, today we're going to discuss one of the major problems that I have found with teaching one-pagers. But more importantly, we'll also be talking about how to ensure that we don't make this big mistake again. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host, from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Hey guys, so I am super excited about today's episode because as I am sure you are all aware, the one-pager assignment has been around our teacher, blogosphere, Instagram world for quite some time now, but I have found a major, major problem with it. Uh, But before we talk about that, let's just talk about what they are, just in case you aren't familiar with the one-pager quite yet. Maybe you haven't heard of it before, which is totally fine. Basically, a one-pager is a project that allows students to kind of critically analyze the text in a more creative way than, let's say, like an essay or a formal assessment. So with a one-pager, students are essentially creating one page of content that incorporates things like symbols, short answers, illustrations, maybe the borders depict the central theme, things like that. And it seems like everyone uses one-pagers all the time. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, they really are a fantastic assessment tool. But they're only a fantastic assessment tool if we use them correctly. Now, I'm not going to lie, and maybe you've done the same exact thing, but when I first used this one-pager assignment, this one-pager idea with my students, I honestly, as a teacher, I don't think I did a very good job. And what happened is, is when I assigned it to my students at the end of our unit of the outsiders, that's when I first assigned it to them, the final projects that my students submitted were okay. They were really pretty, right? They were super visually appealing. Uh, The kids really enjoyed doing them. But like I said, this one big problem that I ran into with the one pager was that after I graded the final products, I was super, super underwhelmed by the level of analysis, and by their actual content. So the pictures were pretty. Their drawings were awesome. But their responses to the questions that I gave them were super short and pretty much only covered like a basic summary of the text. And that is not what I know my students are capable of. Based on their essays that they write in class, based on their short answers, I know that their level of critical thinking is so much higher than what I saw in this one-pager project from them. And so maybe you have experienced that same exact thing with your students, right? They have these beautiful projects, beautiful drawings, but super lackluster content. And that's where it falls short. So what are we supposed to do? Well, I sat down and I kind of went over and reflected on, you know, where I had gone wrong, what I didn't do well as the teacher, and I'm going to bet that you probably ran into some of these same exact issues too. So hopefully I'm speaking to you as I go through these reflections that I had on my own. So 
I came up with four things that I needed to change. And it's very likely, like I said, that these are four things that you might want to change as well. So as I'm going through this list, why don't you think to yourself, okay, did I have that same problem when I was assigning my one-pager project to my students too? And if the answer is yes, then we can adjust, right? We can make it better the next time. Always room to grow, always room for improvement. So the first thing that I found is that I needed to have much clearer expectations on the required elements for the one-pager. So again, if you've seen a one-pager before, you know that it has a bunch of different elements in it. Well, I didn't have super clear expectations for each of those elements that I was expecting students to include in the one-pager. So that's number one. Number two is I needed to provide my students with really better choices, right? The choices for their one pager needed to include more analysis. It needed to include more in-depth questions. It was kind of like surface level stuff. And I really need to need to avoid that, right? As I was reflecting, I realized I needed to avoid that in the future with future one pager projects. Number three is that for some of my students, I really needed to provide them with more structure. For a lot of kids, it's really hard to just sit there with a blank white piece of paper and figure out what you're supposed to do. That can be super, super daunting. So I really needed to provide more structure for some of my kids. And maybe you need to do the same thing, right? As you're reflecting and thinking back, okay, did I run into this problem too? And then number four was that I needed an easier method for grading their final projects. It was kind of like, okay, the students who looked really pretty, like it seemed easier to give them a better grade, but just because they looked pretty, does that mean that they really understood the content of what you guys were reading? Absolutely not necessarily at all, right? So we can't just think, oh, pretty, oh, going to get a good grade. And I know sometimes we can fall into that trap of teachers, or as teachers rather, but that's not a good way to be grading something like a final assessment project. Okay, so those are the four things that I came up with as I was reflecting. And if I hit on any one of those and for you and you're experiencing that same thing, um, It might be time, right, that we revamp our one-pager assignments. Maybe you look at the one-pager assignment a little bit differently. We might need to provide, you know, clear expectations, clear directions for our students, et cetera. So those are the problems that we're facing, right, that that list of four things that I found, at least for myself. And again, like I said, maybe you have two. Well, what's the solution, right? How do we learn from this and what do we start doing instead? So I actually sat down and I spent a lot of time with Jessica, who's the other half of EB Academics. If you aren't familiar with her, she's my business partner. Um, So she and I sat down and we spent a lot of time like crafting and figuring out how we can make a more improved one-pager assignment. And I know that you can do the same exact thing. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to walk you through exactly what we included as we crafted this new one-pager assignment project and what that looks like. So as I'm walking through these, maybe you want to take notes or come back and listen to this later or or go see the show notes later so you can kind of think of how you can incorporate this in your classroom. But it's absolutely doable for you as well. So the first thing that I did with Jessica 
is that I changed the format of my one pager. So instead of giving students a list of all the things that they needed to include on their one pager, I actually decided to make it a choice board. And it's a choice board where students can pick and choose which activities they wanted to include on their one pager. And I love that because anything with student choice is always a plus, right? It gives them ownership over what they're doing and they're able to um, work toward their talents, right? What they're really good at. And so I loved that aspect of it that students can play into and lean into what their strengths are by being able to choose from different projects. So that was the first thing that I did is I made it a choice board as opposed to a list of requirements. Number two is that I now include a student cheat sheet and that cheat sheet really goes into much greater detail about the expectations for each activity. So the choice board has 16 different choices to choose from, and that's like one piece of paper. And then the cheat sheet is multiple pages that goes into depth about each of the choices from the choice board. So students are given a lot more direction and much clearer expectations for what each activity that they are going to uh, choose for what each activity they are going to ensure, I can't say that, for which activity they are going to choose entails. (laughs) So it's very clear to them, those explicit instructions for students. So they know exactly what they need to include. And honestly, I think having this cheat sheet has really made the biggest impact on my kids and their improved one pagers. I really think the cheat sheet is kind of where it's at. Like that's where the improvement came from. And then the last thing that was super simple, and it's not even like some groundbreaking, earth-shattering thing, is that I just created a really basic outline template for my students who might need that little bit of structure that I was talking about, that the blank page is super daunting and overwhelming to them. But if they have a template that includes boxes so that they know, okay, I need to fill in each box with a different choice from the choice board, it just gives them a little bit more structure. And as a structured person myself, I know that I would have totally benefited from something like that. So those are the three things that I changed um, with my one pager project. So one, I made a choice board. Two, I included a cheat sheet that goes into explicit instructions and expectations for each activity on that choice board. And then number three, I made a super basic template for students that just need a bit more structure. So I will say that I've already used this new structure, this new um, one-pager project structure with my students twice. Um, And I have to tell you that their one-pager projects are just on another level now. They're so much better. Their analysis is deep, and I I can totally see their critical thinking just coming out in full force. Like There are no more lackluster projects being turned into me at all. So if you've used a one-pager in the past and you've been super disappointed like we talked about before and maybe you're running into this big problem that I ran into initially, why not take some of these same tactics, right? Use some of these same ideas, these same concepts that we've talked about in this podcast and use them on your next assignment. And I bet you'll see some pretty awesome results. Actually, I'm super excited because I know you're going to see some awesome results uh, if you give them that choice board and then have um, a much clearer cheat cheat sheet with clear expectations, explicit explicit instructions for them um, for each project or 
element that they can choose from. Okay, so if you'd like to use the same one that I created, which you absolutely can do, I'll include the link to that in the show notes for you. Um, And you can find the show notes by going to ebacademics.com forward slash five, just the number. You don't even have to type F-I-V-E, just write the number five. Um, And that's it. So I'll include all of the show notes there for you so you can take better notes um, and make it a lot easier for you to create your own one pager project if you would like to. All right, so that's all I have for you today. Um, I know that's a little bit fast, but hopefully it's an actionable strategy, an actionable tip that you can go ahead and take right back into your classroom to make your instruction all that more elevated, right? We're always trying to get better, always trying to improve. So thank you so much for joining me today. I would love for you to take a moment, leave me a review. Um, I know it takes a little bit of extra time, but when you leave a review, it's a great way for me to get the word out. It's you um, helping me do that. So I would really appreciate that. And I read every single piece of review, every single review that you guys leave for me. And it really means a lot to me that you would take some time out of your day to spend with me Um, talking about teaching because it's fun, right? We love teaching. We love ELA and we love teaching English. There's nothing better in the world. All right, I will see you guys next time and have a wonderful rest of your day.